Good evening, everybody. Uh, you can tell I'm, I'm not being presumptuous here, but I've got an England shout on just in case. This is four days before the live show, um, so we're not we're not going over the top. Um, we are here today with how we roll, Owen. Um, great guy, <laughs> great guy, magician, <laughs> Irish chatter. He loves it. He loves it. Um, and uh, and I've done him a favour. In wasted possession, which hasn't happened very often, but but by beating people, Owen qualified. Um, I went against the wants of everybody else in the tournament, and I was like, "No, do you know what? You guys are complaining. This guy's all right. He's all right." And not only will we get him through on wasted possession, we'll get him in on down the local as well. Owen, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. It's a hell hell of an intro. Uh, you definitely probably weren't very popular for for helping me get through. Um, but I would like to point out I've never not qualified from the Waste Possession podcast. So, no. Or Premier even, that podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's easy, yeah. really. You know, record holder. Two, two former, well, a former record holder and current record holder. Exactly, exactly. And did you see, I got a lot of mocking about me posting about the record holder. Yet now, I've been released on the FM rankings as second out of 65. I mean, I have no idea what's going on now. They're pulling these stats out. But- I mean... A bit of a scandal. They've they've left out season two of the wasted possession, so my record isn't in there. But no, um, yeah, I got the same. They're like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a record, but it means nothing against the group stages. It's like, well, before you're saying the group of debt, you'll go nowhere. Now I've got a record against the group of debt, and it's yep. like, like you guys in Croatia. Oh, Croatia are an old team. It's not it's not that good a win anymore, despite you know, it's still beforehand that you're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. It's still a decent team. Um, but yeah, so guys, uh, obviously. With the standard stuff we're in the box with, uh, we'll go through the five questions with Owen. As we know, always the same five questions, but an array of different answers. Uh, and today we will be getting those different answers from Owen's point of view. So let's start with question number one. What is your first real memory of football? So this is, it was a weird question for me because... I have a couple of kind of patchy memories. Yep. But so like I have the first thing I could remember, like in a little snip, snippet is just Paul Rideout scoring in the 95 FA Cup final versus United. Yeah. But I followed United because everyone else followed United. I wasn't very into soccer. I played soccer in, in the playground. Yeah. Uh, but even before that, I remember, and I didn't, it's it's soccer related in Ireland. Like we went mad in Italia 94. So like. I know, just, USA 94. Or sorry, USA 94. Sorry, Italia 90 was the first one I got into. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. And I don't remember any of the matches or on the pitch stuff for Italian 94. I was seven. I would have been six at the time, going yeah. seven. But I remember having a coin collection that Esso, the garage, the petrol station <laughs> used to, and it had like Phil Babb, Terry Phelan, like Andrew, and uh, Andy Townsend, like Andros Townsend there. Yeah. Townsend. <laughs> yeah. But they were this, in my mind, they're metal coins, but I can't imagine for 20 quid of diesel, you're getting a metal coin with an Irish player on it. And they had this cool cardboard flip book. Like it was such yeah. a big deal over here. Yeah. I had a giant inflatable hammer in the tricolor. I don't know why it was a hammer, but these things like <laughs> just free crap that was 
you know, green, white, and goals just everywhere. So that's my earliest, yeah. probably earliest memory. And you, you say you say Italian '94, but actually, from from my perspective, the biggest moment of that was the Ray Houghton screamer against Italy. Obviously, it was in yeah. America, but it was Italy where the big moment happened. And you know, I, I still remember it's, it's bizarre because there's so much animosity to non-Irish managers when they go in and manage Ireland to an Pretty extent. Much, yeah. But Jack Charlton was loved. Well, he, he played agricultural football. Like we, we have our own sport here, Irish football, which is fairly rough and ready. Yeah, and the he Gaelic. Was like, yeah. yeah, the Gaelic. Like Liam Brady was one of the greatest midfielders of his generation outside of Ireland or anywhere. Like he was one of three yeah. farm players to play for Juventus and they could only have three farm players. The other two yeah. were Platini and I can't the other one. It's another legend. He didn't see the ball in an Irish team with Jack Charlton because it was just played over his head. I need to defend, and he wasn't a defender. But like Jack Grealish being in a team playing long ball four four two, but yeah. I mean he got us to our first two international tournaments, first three yeah. international tournaments. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. People can't knock him too much if he's doing that, can they? So exactly. <laughs> fair enough. Cool. So in terms of um, international tournaments, you say you got patchy memories of USA '94. So what was the first major international tournament you remember? So the first one I remember was probably Euro 96. The first one I cared about came about six years later. But I remember I remember watching that Scotland game, definitely, with Gaza scoring the goal. Yes. Um, and I remember clearly, I'm pretty sure I have it right, that it was this tournament. I think it was Oliver Bierhoff got a golden goal in the final, was it? Uh, Oliver, Oliver the Be- final? Yeah, Oliver Bierhoff scored a golden goal, yeah. So that I remember. But again, that's very patchy memories. I don't remember sitting down and being excited and watching it. Like when I really got into international soccer, and probably when I really started. Well, when I really started into soccer, it was probably United that United team in '99, and they were being everywhere, just playing the Spice Boys kind of as it was building up to that. But the first yes. time I really started caring about soccer, and when I, as people know now, I follow Bolton. I actually was like, okay, I care about soccer. Time to actually pick a team, not just say I follow United because everyone does. Yeah. Was qualifying for 2002 World Cup with Ireland. I kind of had been getting in and out and kind of dabbling, watching us almost get there for Euro 2000. But Jason McAteer, yes. we had to win a game in the group against Holland and they had Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Pierre Van Hoydunk. And we got, I want to say it was Steve Finning got sent off. Right. Uh, and a 10-man Ireland won 1-0 to get us into the playoffs, basically, more or less. Like yeah. We had a couple of games left in the group, but that essentially meant we got into the playoffs. And like it was 10-man Ireland, went 1-0 up with 10 men. They went to like a 4-4-2. They had like Overmars, like Clivers, Hasselbank, Van Hoydunk. We we were just like holding on. Like there was, I remember whoever the centre-back was in the day, Richard Dunn maybe ran in, or Gary Breen ran into Shea Given and the ball hit the post and trickled away. Like it was just, <laughs> everything went our way that day. We played well. They should have scored about four, but that was like, okay, I'm in. I'm into soccer now. I'm fully in. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And then was that, so which one was that? Did you say Euro 2004? No, that was uh, the, before the Saipan incident with Roy Keane. That was 2001 that happened, qualifying for 2002. Oh, right, okay. And yeah, yeah, cool. Did did Ireland qualify for that one? We did. We you got through, beat the, you got through the playoff. So we got through to that. Brilliant. Love it, yeah. love it. And then, obviously, famous moment of getting robbed in playoffs by a dirty cheating Thierry Henry. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, I, I'm conflicted about it. Like, obviously, it's awful. It's terrible. And he's like, everyone's like, oh, why would he do it? Like, if he was Irish and he did that, he could have been like one cap player of Ireland. We'd have a statue outside every airport as he came in. <laughs> but like, it was awful. And the ref, like, it, it, he screwed us. It was very blatant, that one. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he's a winner mentality. He did 
I, I would have done it. I've and cheated be... in games that were way less important than that. <laughs> exactly. And I think I think it's a natural reaction as well, isn't it? The ball's coming across and you can't reach it and you can't just naturally just put your arms out. And if exactly. no one says anything, you're like, oh, oh, nothing to do with me, Moss. From his point it's of fine. view as well, if he admits it, um, in the, what's it called, the Stadium of Paris, I've been there a couple of times, I can't even think of it. Yeah, the massive um, stadium, 8,000 French fans. Yeah. Like Stade de France. Stade uh, Stad de France, not Park. Yeah, Park de Prince is what I would do as well. It shows you how old yeah. you and me are. That, that was the first one. <laughs> but like he's 80,000 angry French fans who are going to, you know, he'd be like David Beckham in 98 if he admits I handled it, you know? So he can't yeah. do Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, cool. So when you played football, what was your position? Where did you play most regularly? Uh... On team sheets, I was named as a sub goalkeeper most regularly, to be honest with you. Right, I didn't okay, play fair enough. <laughs> but then that was kind of underage from like, oh, I'd say under 10s to under 14s. Like I had, to this day, have very little football in terms of a touch and stuff. But I gave it up at 14 to go. I was a swimmer. And then like the amount right. of training that it took, I went swimming. But I went back playing soccer for um, a senior team when I was 21. Okay. Um, but it was a B team for the local club. And they just like, I turned up. Day one of training, like, where do you play? It's like, I, right back. And last thing I want to do was go on goals because my memory <laughs> of soccer before that was just fear and anxiety. It was like the worst <laughs> place to play. I, like, nothing about me was a goalkeeper. So they just, they just said, yeah, you can start right back. So I played probably a season and a half, two seasons with them, mostly okay. starting right back. Okay, cool. It's really bizarre you say that because there was um, something that came up on Twitter the other day, which was, uh, what is the easiest what what is deemed as the easiest position to play on a football pitch and I've got a conflicting view on this I I think if someone is fit and has a decent level of stamina but they're not technically very good you can play them as a centre midfielder it's damage I should have said that I think the same yeah yeah they're not they're not them they're not good with the ball but if they can keep running and keep hassling then they'll do a job in there but I said the easiest one to coach, and I'm never a defender, least defender person in the world. <laughs> um, but I can read a game quite well. And I think the easiest position to coach is right and left back. Because if you don't want to, if you don't want your fullbacks to go bombing forward all the time, you can coach them to do the job there really well. And essentially yeah. anyone out wide is limited on the choices anyway, because you can only ever go inside most of the time. Yeah, and so, by the time I'd, I'd become 21 at that point, so I was... I had gone to union and had searching. So it wasn't a fit summer I was, but still for the guys on that team. And yeah, I was relatively young. I was very fit. My thinking was I can run with most guys. I'm not, I'm not very fast, but I'm not slow. Yeah. And I'd gone from being a nervous kid. Like part of the reason I wasn't good at soccer underage was skills. But others, I had no self-belief and didn't yeah. have any, like I really didn't actually care if we won, which changed as I got older. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I could run with anyone and I'll stand on someone. I'll be that annoying guy that just won't like, the ball is nowhere near getting past you. It's, it's you know, it's off the pitch. Someone's getting taken care of. I'm still standing beside my man, man marking him. I'm that yep. guy. I'll ball goes over the top. I'm not faster than him. I will more or less jump on his back. <laughs> and our back level of football, <laughs> basically, I'm like a jockey to this guy who's a, who's a, he was literally a racehorse. Like at our level of football, it took so much to get booked. Like I wasn't hatching men down. Yeah, but I was pulling jersey. It was I was a nightmare to play against, and I was mouthy as well. Like it was it was awful to play against me. Just constant wind-up merchant and yeah. everything else. Yeah. And so you've, the worst you've thing happens, changed again. Uh, yeah, completely different. <laughs> completely different. I do my worst work with the ball. The worst thing you do to me is pass me the ball. Like, why are you giving me the ball? This is not what I'm here for. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love that. Okay, so 
in theory, then, if there was one thing you could do that would have enhanced your football ability, what would it have been? I have more self-confidence when I was that younger age kid. Yeah, to, yeah. Now, there was coach, like, I thought there was bad coaches, but they kind of saw, probably because I didn't, I didn't really care, so they didn't put me out field. But, like, if I had that more self-confidence or cheeky to say, you know, it's the last game of the season, we're fucking stuck in 10th anyways, give me a game outfield. Yeah. And realise that most kids at that age were just as nervous and stressed as me, even the confident kids. Like, we all had the same, you know, yeah, we're all yeah. going through puberty, crippling self-doubt the best of times. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, do you know what? It's really bizarre that you say that because a lot of the guys we've spoken to, all regular streamers, regularly on camera doing stuff, but a lot of people that we've spoken to have said actually one of the things they wished they'd had more of when they were playing regularly was confidence and self-confidence. And whether that's something that has come later in life or whether actually, I think for some people, it's more a case of um, it's it's hard to, with football, it's hard to put yourself forward and say, mm. I am this person because it's so easy to be shot down because if something goes wrong, everyone's going to say, I thought you were meant to be good. Yeah, And it I, only I, takes one thing and no one wants to put themselves in that position. It's interesting you say that as well because I, I hadn't probably just said that now. I got on really well with a lot of the guys I played soccer with, but I don't think mm. we had any great team spirit or atmosphere. Like, mm. If someone got punched, we'd all go in and back a friend up. But mm-hmm. if someone messed up, the first mess up, it could be the first minute of the game, you just control the ball, everybody was on your back. Yeah. And that's just yeah. even for the good guys. Like it's like if he if the best player in our team had two bad touches to start his game, there's no way he couldn't have had a bad game because every one of us would be roaring at him, which is a terrible way to play soccer, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a that's a regular thing. And I think do you know I I I don't really have huge amounts of recollection of playing like really young football. I was I was a real bit part player, but I went and played for a team where the people in there were at Reading's Youth Academy at the age of 10 and around the clubs and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I didn't have huge amounts of I wouldn't say confident. I was confident enough, but I'd gone in late and I was never going to force my way in. When I started playing again at 14, 15, a lot of the parents weren't around at games. So it was a lot easier to push yourself as well because you didn't have a parent stood on the side going, why haven't you picked my son? Why haven't you picked my son? Why haven't you picked my son? And and that sort of, the managers were able to manage a bit easier. And and you know what? It actually felt a lot more comfortable. And obviously from the age of, I think, 13, 14, I, I progressed really quickly. And that's the confidence side of it. And it's, it's sometimes it is the age. You know, you come out of puberty. Yeah. You've, you've kind of, you're comfortable, more comfortable in your body by the time you Found get yourself that a bit, as yeah. well. So, yeah, definitely. I think that makes a massive difference. Massive difference. Um, And it's weird as well that you say that because no one else has tied it back, actually, to that whole coming of age kind of issue as well. Oh, it it definitely was for me. Like, I'm growing up outside of soccer, I think I was a real shy shy kid. I wasn't a shy kid because I definitely had no problem going talking to people Hmm. and adults and different things. I'm talking like kind of the age of 10 to 14, kind of getting that transition between primary school and high school. But in myself, I was always like nervous or stressed and worried about things. Going to like underage teenage discos, I didn't, I went to one or two maybe when all my mates went. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I was a popular guy. People thought I was confident, but I it just, it was only kind of 15, 16 when I'm getting to an age when you're going out socializing with friends at an older age, kind of drinking, talking to yeah. girls. I'm like, I'm not going to get anywhere if I keep going the way I'm going by not going out. Yeah. And I almost, 
faked it till I made it and then realized, oh, everyone else is in the same terrible place I am. And that helped a lot. Also, yeah. one thing about, to be fair to my parents, I never liked doing, I was sent to like speech and drama lessons and I hated it. Right. Definitely gave me the mountain confidence that I have now to talk. Didn't realize it till years later. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's, that's, that's definitely good as well. Brilliant. Okay, cool. So we've caught up on your footballing history. Now it's all about your opinion. So it's question number five. It's the big five. What do you feel and are the five key attributes to make the complete footballer? And I'm saying these are the things. It's not a specific, uh, I can't even see the words, <laughs> position specific. It's not that. I'm not going to try it again. It's yeah. not that. Um, it's, uh, but it is the five key things you think that any top level player or anyone who wants to get to the top should have so i've listened to a few of the other ones that people have done and it's kind of trying to figure out what really mattered to me kind of two or three jumped out fairly quickly and obviously because i always have a memory of playing soccer in school in pe yeah and it was me and four we used to do five aside first goal wins and a new team came on you just picked your own friends to play the teacher was cool like that and yeah. we had five guys who were we all played soccer but we weren't soccer players it was like Myself and a friend who was a swimmer, one guy was a surfer, another guy was just a fit little wiry character. And we had played all the way from primary school together pretty much, knew what everyone was going to do. Yeah. And we could beat players who were soccer players. Not They'd be better, probably beat us six months time, but we always gave them a good game. Yeah, yeah. And it's because we didn't want to let each other down. We knew what the other person was going to do. Like me and my mate Shane, I'm a terrible, I'm an average passer of the ball but I know where he's going to be before he's there. So I can look like I'm Pirlo because I can play yeah, ball yeah. and know he's going to get there. So yeah. teamwork, kind of knowing your team is there, you have their back, they have your back. You know what they're going to do is probably number one for me. Go to teamwork, um, number one. Number one, work rate, kind of dedication, desire to win is probably not the right way to say, but like that B team I played on had a load of lads like myself who wants to play soccer, wanted to win and do the best for us. And then we had lads yeah. who... We're good enough to play for the senior A team, but just really didn't give a toss. If we went one nil down, all of a sudden they're walking around the pitch. Then oh, the ball comes yeah. and they'll sprint and go. Yeah. Um, like it's the it it is literally. There's <laughs> lads I played with that I don't just like really despise them, but whenever I see them, I'm like oh god, you could have it like such a waste of just <laughs> talent and skill. Yeah. Um, and then the the third one was um. I would say bravery probably I always think bravery is a weird one because it's, it, it's got it's got a negative connotation if you're not brave but like you're putting yourself out there as a player kind of the confidence thing is well you know yeah you want to be a guy who isn't intimidated by someone who's better than them. you know that you can do a job make an effort you're not going to shy away when you know you know it's going to be a tough game that you're going to be not leaving your pitch for 90 or you're have to pitch for 90 minutes you yeah, might yeah. make a corner win yeah those three are the ones that came easy to me because cool, so yeah so teamwork work of, right and bravery yeah yeah in terms of if i'm managing a team like that's what you'd expect as a the minimum level of getting onto the panel the team yeah after that i really like there's different things i like but i kind of took it as what would i want every player to do for me and like you have your your passing your heading yeah. Um, shooting all this stuff are kind of role specific but I think not that it needs to be good but I think everyone needs to be good at tackling 
And obviously, if you're a more attacking player, I don't expect you to be going flying into tackles. So I think <laughs> if you're a, a, a decent level tackler, mm-hmm. even as a striker or a winger, it helps mm-hmm. you be a better winger to know. Like, I played against players who are really good football players, but they didn't yeah. know. They do things that I like, well, that's easy for me to tackle. You just don't seem to know that it is. It beats yeah. some players who are slow and stuff, but it just it, it gives you a split second to get your foot in and nick the ball away. Yeah, yeah. I'd want no, people to be good at tackling. And a fifth one, I've really struggled with a fifth one. Um, and I settled on again, you, you, it's like the alley for not having any any real technical touching of all. <laughs> I think I think Well you've gone with tackling. At least tackling is part of it as well. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Kicking players. Yeah. Um, the last one I think is communication. Um and it's more than just on the pitch. You like obviously hear men shouting men on and different things. Yeah, yeah. But um, talking to your teammates and saying, look, this this player does this and favours this. I think if we spin the ball in behind, I have a chance to get there. Yeah, yeah. But also saying in training every day, you're going, look, you keep doing this, playing the ball to my feet, but I'd actually like a ball in over the top. I'd like you yeah, know yeah. a one-two in this situation and talking to players because... Again, going back to that PE, that's what we, me and my mates would know. I mean, we played together so long, we'd say things that didn't even make sense. Like, we'd different moves, for lack of a better term. And you'd, you know, you'd shout spin, and one guy would know that that means he goes right, I go left, and the ball's played wherever. Like, I can't even remember yeah, what yeah. things were, but it was one word calls we were doing. So I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the communication as well goes not just for the players, it goes above that because you've got to be able to get yeah. your message across of what you want. And the players have got to understand it. So you've got to understand how to communicate it to a level they know or they're going to understand to put it into 100%. practice. Yeah, no, communication is one that's not really come up before. And I think that that is actually, that that's possibly bigger than a lot of the other things. Um, so obviously we've got teamwork, work rate, bravery, tackling, communication. Yeah. Look at that. Something a little bit different again. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and that's why we do it. We throw it in. Everyone has a different perception. Um, the mental attributes, you know, the more, the more I look at it, I think the mental attributes are becoming more and more key to a lot of footballers. 100%. And, and you see it more and more. I think, you know, when I, when I was growing up, a lot more of it was based around the technical side of things. And I maintained for a period of time, even after my legs had gone, that 11 of me would be 11 players who were quick but not technically as good. But I think that's kind of going out the window a little bit now because the pace is becoming so much more part of the game. But are you setting yourself short on the mental attributes you brought to the table as well? Obviously, you were probably good technically, but I guarantee you, of some of the stuff I've named, you were probably above average on some of them. Well, maybe maybe didn't like a tackle, you said. <laughs> I know, I love to tackle. I just wasn't overly great at it. Every time I went in, it was very much my hands were straight up. Going, oh, no, sorry, guys, strikers hey, tackle. <laughs> and, and strikers tackle, and I could get away with it. I could get away with it then. You can't get away with it now. Um, yeah. I, yeah, t- I would say my biggest issue when I was growing up was temperament. But um, And that was, that was very much a, a mental attribute. Um, yeah. My communication when I was growing up, partly due with the temperament, wasn't necessarily always the best but That's i think to me i wasn't good at, I, I wasn't good at these five attributes <laughs> not all of yeah, them yeah. like I, I i definitely didn't listen to people i talk a lot and yeah. wouldn't take anything in i i yeah i suppose i'd do a little bit of both and i think part of that was because a lot of the time i was playing with people who weren't at the same level 
So yeah. I was thinking, well, you're telling me to do this. It's not going to work. And I think that temperament then probably hacked off a few people. And I, I spent <laughs> maybe three years going to different teams, just dotting around after I'd done my knee before I moved away. So, yeah, uh, I, but I like those. As I say, the mental attributes, I think, are definitely becoming a bigger, bigger part of football. And, it, and it's showing. And, and, you know, we pull a lot of these ideas out of football manager because they're listed in front of us on a regular basis. <laughs> but you now start to see actually the better players on there are the ones with the higher mental attributes, people with decent high mental attributes who are always key players. So Definitely. it makes sense. And I'm, I'm starting to eat my words because everyone else is picking them now. So I'm going to have to have a rethink about my own choices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Guys, if you are not already, uh, his link is underneath. Um, you will catch him. I think we're going to be doing this Thursday. So imagine it's Thursday. We will also see Owen potentially in the Wasted Possession draft final tomorrow, if this isn't Thursday, Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and the idea is that me and Owen hit the final together and we can have another 100%. little chat while this is going on. 100%. Easy, easy money. <laughs> we came out of the group of death again, I'm telling you. Exactly. Well, as I said before, every group I've been in has been the group of death, just normally <laughs> mine. So this one was a bonus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So check us out the 17th or the 16th. Is it the 16th? For a final, it's the 16th. It is the 16th. Yeah. So check us out on there, guys. For now, though, Owen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, my friend. And we will catch up with you very soon. Thank you very much, buddy. Glad to be here. Love the series. Cheers.